This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. Hey everybody, this is Dave Scott from Spaced Out Radio. You are listening to Brian Bowden and the crypto guru, Ronald Murphy, right here on Inside the Goblin Universe. Let's get this thing going. Hello again, folks, and welcome to another edition of Inside the Goblin Universe. My name is Ronald Murphy. I'm Brian Bowden. Another quarantine edition of the Inside the Goblin Universe, yes. Brian. We are scratching at the walls at this point. <laughs> We're scratching at the walls. Uh, we are, at this point right now, using anything pliable for toilet paper in the house. Yes. And uh, this, this is actually, everybody's wearing gloves and face masks as we go through this. Right, and uh, I recommend not using salad, uh, uh, the E. coli salad on the on the, the romaine lettuce. Uh, but it does <laughs> work as a substitute. No, seriously, I mean, it's been, it's been really crazy. I happen to be in... Um, I like to call it the um, the the COVID apple, <laughs> the <laughs> pandemic apple, yeah. um, and uh, it's just insane. I like to call it the hot zone. It sounds so much better. It's the hot right. zone. It is the hot yeah. zone. And yeah, so, I like. But, yeah, but but you know something that's really cool is it yeah. does give us a little bit. It gives us a lot more time and freedom yeah. to literally. Uh, try to get some of these interviews in. We haven't done much through the year because we were working on we're working on books, we're working on uh, uh, stuff for television and and for a film, and so, uh, be on our own projects. Uh, we joined an amazing talent firm, Corridor Thirteen. Um, you you first might me following that, and you know, but it's nice to have a real guest on. A, a genuine, <laughs> I find a genuine guest because usually it's just you and I talking about things randomly. But to actually have another human being here to interact with oh, yes. is really something. Now, to, to keep in mind, because of all the isolation, everything going on, we are now social distancing at about uh, 780 miles away now, if that's okay with everybody. Yes. So I think that all our guests will be no less than about 800 miles away. Well, I, yeah, I think it's going to be great. We, we do have our, our fans worldwide in quarantine, so they're eating it up. We're picking up subscribers. You can find us always on podcast. Podbean. I just want to throw it out there. We're at inside the goblin universe.podbean.com. Like, subscribe, share. It makes a perfect gift in this quarantine filled world. It, it's on, a gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it is. And then we have uh, inside the goblin universe uh, on uh, YouTube, and we're on every social media platform that I can remember to call. Like it, uh, share, subscribe. Yeah, we really need to get on TikTok. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we'll do some TikTok. I don't know how we're going to figure that one out. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think, you know, that would get the kids to watch us then. Yeah, you know, I think I have to employ my kids to get us on TikTok, but they, they want me to do these things. Yeah, well, they asked me, you know, how many people uh, watch your show? And, you know, say we you know, get, you know, two, three thousand people as, as hitting. You know, we usually have a listenership around 50,000 people. And I think that that's something to really brag about, you know. Yes. Uh, but, but my children tell me that's crap considering TikTok numbers. 
Yeah, I, I know this is like the bottom of the barrel, but yeah, you know exactly. what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we'll pick up the kid vote at that point. Maybe we'll kid pick up the kid subscribers. I know actually a lot of of my uh, my friends' children listen because they think it's cool that we have a YouTube channel. It's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> but you know what? Um, all, all everybody on YouTube are not on YouTube on on the TikTok, as the kids say, right? Are, like these hyper attractive young people that can do these very cool dance moves. And like, I have no part in that, but you know, who would be very TikTok famous. I think our um, guest would be very TikTok. Our famous. Next guest would be TikTok famous because yes. not only does she have the looks, but she also has the moves. Yes, she does. And, and she's a doctor too. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. She is a, she is a doctor. Uh, you know, we should just bring her aboard so we can start asking her questions. Sure. We'd like to welcome once and for the first time, and she'll be back. I promise you, Dr. Forrester, how are you this evening? And welcome to inside the goblin universe. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We have been super you, excited to have you on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're you so famous you won't well. even report your calls. <laughs> what? I can't even. You're so famous you wouldn't return our calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, well do you do the TikTok? Have you been have you been into that TikTok thing? Do you you know I, at all? You know, was I, I opened an account and I started to use it and because my son is on it and he did some stupid, <laughs> I don't know, hard candy thing. And he had like 40 million views in two days. And I was, how did you do that? Put me on. <laughs> um, but I am not. I am not cool. Like you said, like a lot of those people, they can move and you really have to do some stupid stuff on TikTok to, uh, to get some good views. Yes. I don't know if I'm worthy. I don't know. No. I've seen, I've seen Ron has done a couple of TikToks. Ron has done a couple of TikToks and I've seen them. They're very interesting and fun, but I think, you know what, it would be a good thing for you to do uh, as a promotion. I think we're going to start mm -hmm. doing that, Ron. We're going to start dancing and TikToking. Yeah, we can start dancing and TikToking. We hold our hands up into the air and like magically words appear like paranormal investigator, member oh, of yeah. the team. You see how that works? You see yeah. how that works? Yeah. I'm seeing yeah. it. I, you know, I can see, hopefully we get Russ to do that too, but that's a different story. Maybe. <laughs> 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 uh, so, 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 doctor, let me ask you a question. A serious yeah. question, if I what are you a doctor of? What do you have? What is your focus, my dear? Okay, so I went and I started off my doctorate in psychology, and it dawned on me that because I am a clairvoyant medium, that if I got my doctorate in psychology and I was um, treating people for health, mental health problems, that it would be quite unethical because I wouldn't know in the end if I was diagnosing them based on what I saw or based on what I was taught. And so I backed out of that and went and got my degree in health services. And I work, what my focus with that degree was on um, addicted individuals or opioids or heroin addicted individuals who are incarcerated. And so I use that degree um, and I volunteer my time with the county to be able to develop treatment programs for people in that are incarcerated currently. And then when they get out uh, to help them to maintain their sobriety 
and help them to uh, reconnect with family and work situations and that so uh, that kind of thing. So, um, again, it's, it's my doctorate is in that health aspect of things, but I just, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was ethical to get something where I would be diagnosing and giving people meds for things that I was like, ah, did I see that? Or is right. it truly what they have? Because there's such a conflict with a lot of people. Um, when I, when I'm reading for someone and I'm thinking, you're not you're not nuts. You're not crazy. You're not this. It's this other aspect that is the problem. So, um, yeah, that's what I do. So, well, you know, when you, you said, when you okay. said that, oh, one second, Ron, when you were saying that it was, it's actually a very interesting thing because, uh, and we're going to get into what you do on that, that other end, you know, the clairvoyant side, but that could be a real plus to have someone that has that kind of insight. But I guess when you're getting into that, are you actually seeing the individual that is presented in front of you or are you seeing something that was in within their different life paths? If they, right. you know, and so, yeah. you know, they could have been, a, they could have been, you know, uh, in pain or, or something three generations ago, or three individuals ago or whatever you want to call right. it. So, Absolutely. But, but that does – I've, I've read a couple of books where um, some of these people like uh, – oh, God, I, I can't put my, my uh, finger on the person that was doing a lot of the um, regressions for abductions. You know, some of these past lives or experiences or um, do play a role of what's projected today. So Absolutely. Yes, they do. I, it's great that you're helping people, though. That's really important. Yeah. I, I actually have a question for you, if I may. Um, so I work uh, with the school district back here in Western Pennsylvania, and I work with families, and a lot of the families do have, um, you know, opioid addictions. It's just it's just a, a fact of life. It doesn't matter if you're in a city or in a small town. But what I find right. is that a lot of people are basically self-medicating. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to escape what we would call some sort of trauma that happened in their lives. Now, yeah. do you find as a professional that this trauma can somehow be hereditary, passed on from not only generation to generation, but from a past life onto this particular life? Well, that's interesting because on an earthly level, there, there are studies and research that has shown that it is a genetically dispersed kind of issue as far as having an addictive personality. But I will tell you that through all the research that I personally did, that for this lifetime, a lot of the addiction starts based on experiences now. So it could have been an accident and then they're taken from a painkiller to the opioids or they grew up seeing it and nobody else in the family did it. It's just it, it, it's there's really an even keel from what I did as far as research is concerned to show that people on an, this lifetime level have both the addictive personality for it could be just chewing gum or it could be whatever they are inclined to become addicted to or the environment they grew up in. As far as past life, the difference with that is, and I'll tell you, I've done this for 34 years. I have not actually come across someone whose past life has come through to explain this is why you are addicted this time. And so I can't vouch for that scenario. However, past life experiences where people died under, let's say, a war or, or a circumstance where they felt 
they were not capable of finishing what they had wanted to do. They will come back and it could very well. I'm not going to say it couldn't. I've seen where people have said, um, they've let's say they've died too soon. I'm just going to generalize this. They've died too soon and now they're back and they're dealing with so many issues with family in an attempt to better themselves, to save the people around them. And they misconstrue their uh, purpose and it turns into, I don't want to call it a self-pity. I don't want to say that, but it becomes um, a place of darkness. And when we're in a place of darkness, that's where we're vulnerable for attack from other darker things that are out there looking for that. And that they come through and it's like, Hey, you, you're no good here. You you're screwing up. You're a failure. You might as well do this. You might as well do that. And so people turn to things that are addictive, maybe alcohol, it could be drugs. It could be anything. Um, some people, Hey, they're like, I'm a, I want to buy this mug. Well, there's 50 more in the collection. Well, crap. Now I need the whole collection because I just, you know, uh, some people just have that addictive personality regardless of what it is. But, uh, past life's can affect it. I just have not seen a life that was affected because of a previous addiction, let's say. Right. Now, you, you do work with prisoners, correct? Oh, you correct. Have, okay. What, uh, let's see, so have, you've gone to facilities or institutions where they're being housed, yes. and what, what role does that institution and facility have on the outcome or the effect on the individual that is suffering at that point is there are we we know that we've done we've done ghost hunts there have been tons of these things where they investigate these places are like honeypots for darker forces and evil do do you when you go there because of your ability and you're trying to help somebody with their current problem does some of these things peek in at the same time and you're like okay this guy's being inundated because he's he's fighting darker forces that want to you know you know have succumb to it okay there was a lot of questions there <laughs> yeah well i i apologize so basically it's it's when you go to a facility and you're helping somebody for an addiction or an issue, do yes. you feel that the facility itself is not contributing to his well-being because you're sensing or getting darker forces at play? Got it. Okay. All right. So let me point this out. I will tell you this. When I go in and I do the research, I'm able to, they allow me to come in and record the conversations because I'm doing the research. I'm going to transcribe everything. And then I am going to go through what they said to compare it for research purposes. And during my recordings and my interviews with them, we were joined several times by entities that were within the prison system. So um, just to cover that on a paranormal level, I'm going to tell you the public health department director freaked out slightly when I showed her the recordings because she's like, <laughs> I don't ever want to go back in the prison again. I said, hey, exactly. they're just everywhere. So the first one, this woman that I was interviewing, this guy, I asked her a question and he comes up right into the recording and he goes, she's a slut, just like that. And uh, during the context of the conversation, it fit perfectly into the questions right. that I was asking her. And I thought, well, howdy ho. I didn't bring this up to her later. Of course, it would freak her out. <laughs> but that was one of them. And then another one I was asking, gentlemen, um, some questions. And this voice was answering. When I would ask him, it would go, yes, right into the recording. And then it would answer the question. And it, it was it was amazing. And to have all of that caught 
thought and they were they were alive, very uh, open to the questions. They knew what I was asking. They were not residuals. They were really amazing. It was really cool. And I loved it. I even went in there and I was by myself and I'm like, okay, guys, if you've got anything to share, go ahead. Um, but to answer your other question, as far as the institution goes, with, with the jails, most of the facilities that you will find will have programs for people who are coming in who have been addicted. And usually they'll have a history or they'll come in addicted or high at that moment. And so they're having to detox them within the system. So when they're in there, they're given their choice of programs, <clears throat> excuse me. So they've got NAAA and they've got um, a, a, a Christian AA. And what I'm going to say is this is a lot of these people, a lot of them, they've lost their hope. They've lost all faith. They have no relationship with God or with spirit or collective universe, any kind of light for that matter. And so they go in and the best that this institution can do would be to provide some form of, let's say, Christian AA or an, a way to develop skills of coping rather than turning straight to a drug and um, or some other substance. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you, None of them wanted anything to do with the Christian AA. They're thinking, well, God, let this happen to me. And so they really do have to come up with a way or a means of helping people reintroduce people to some form of strength within or spirit within. So they have something to turn to other than a drug. And it's not it's not going to happen in jail. They are not going to find right. God in jail. Well, I mean, it's really interesting, though, because there's a lot. Uh, I mean, we have tons of people in jail where I am in New York City. Um, and a lot of people turn to not Christianity, but um, Muslim. They become Muslims. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they were born and raised as Christians. And, you know, look, it's really hard when, when you, you're in situations of, of great distress and panic. Um, case in point, I know people that survive Holocaust that don't believe in God anymore because why would God do that to me? Why am I going to, you know, pray to a higher spirit of power right. that allowed this to happen to me? And it's very yeah. understandable. Um, but, yeah, I, it's very interesting that they, they – I guess they have to find their own path to um, yes. light, you know, whatever it may yes. be, which is, is, is interesting. It's hard. That's one of my biggest struggles is, you know, I'm seeing these people. They're telling me their stories. They're helping me to understand. They're the ones who've gone to that university, not me. So when I go in to talk to them, they're the scholars. They're the ones that are helping me to understand this. And so I sit lower in my chair. I let them instruct me and tell me. And I'm sitting there listening to these people. And on so many accounts, I say to them, why are you here? Like, what are you doing in here? You are this amazing, smart person. I, I'm taken aback by it. You wouldn't even consider that these people have any form of addiction. They're just amazing souls. So I'm seeing when I'm watching these people who have absolutely no faith within themselves, they don't care about themselves. They don't love themselves. They feel like the people around them don't love them. I'm seeing them in a completely different light in the kind of light that God would see for someone's soul, seeing that this, there's right. this amazing perfection. And so for me, I'm thinking, I, I want to help all of them to see who they genuinely are on the inside. And mm -hmm. so when I'm, when I'm doing that kind of research, it's 
for me, I'm not sitting across from an inmate. They could be really, they could have a lot of priors and they could have bad stuff happening. I'm not seeing them that way. I'm not even threatened. I know that may be a little naive. However, when I'm talking to them and they're sharing their stories and I'm seeing this psychic end of them that is beyond the earthly woes that they're dealing with, there are some amazing people who I'm just like, you need to get out of here and you need to go preach to your community or you need to go help your community to understand. It's just really crazy, um, right. you know, to, to be judged beyond that. And so that's where my passion really unexpectedly fell. Right. And, and, I, I noticed one of the things you you use is uh, I believe your website's God Tool, if I'm yes, correct. Yes, GodTool.com. God mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found interesting is that you you say you're a conduit, and yes. and and a lot of people that have these abilities, I believe it, it from from spirit, and they use. I, I'm I'm not going to speak for you, but the people that I'm talking about that use spirit, they don't necessarily invoke their own belief. Well, it's their belief, but it's a universal spirit. Everybody can kind yeah. of accept that as whatever it may be. Do you feel because of, of the, your gifts and abilities given you? So you're, you're helping these people. You're seeing like you could have a really great, amazing path. You're a great, amazing human being. Um, is, is that, the, the doctor portion, the university study portion talking, or is it the spirit portion, you know, like your, your help, your, your mm-hmm. conduit or both? I think it's both because not only am I seeing the, the side that I understand through research and through the studies that have been done through the health side of it, there's that part, but I think there's only, there's a limit to that. So if I was just simply a person who was scholarly and I'd read a thousand different research studies on addiction and heroin and opioids, um, incarceration, I would still not be able to see beyond that. I would only see this person as an addicted individual. It's the part of me that is able to read people that has that compassion and understanding towards these people. it's it's different and and so i would think that understanding them on a scholarly level helps everyone whereas seeing who they truly are on the inside helps them and as an individual so yeah yeah it, it's, it's, it's very, go ahead go ahead no go ahead go ahead finish your point ron i was no, gonna that, say that was that, it go ahead that, yeah yeah, no, no. I was gonna, what I was going to say is that it's very interesting perspective you have uh, um, because you have you're seeing it on multiple levels. You're seeing it on the on the clinical side, the, the university, you know, research side, but also the mm-hmm. spiritual side. You know that this person has ability. It's, and I think what the gift here is not only you're you're helping them with their issue currently, but maybe you are that light that they need that that beacon that says, "Listen, I know your life has been crap." And you grew up. I mean, I can. I you, you, what you've told me, but you can mm-hmm. change. You can be better. And I think it's yeah. it's a it's a wonderful perspective if you really want to look at it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's really hard for these guys, men and women, to come out. They've made mistakes, you know. Yeah. And you didn't you didn't walk in their shoes, and that's the great thing. Walk in someone's shoes first. But you know yeah. what? They still after they do their time and whatever, and they are rehabilitated. A lot of these people come back because they're not accepted properly in the world. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ron. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Oh, no, no, no. I, I was just going to segue right into the the aspect of uh, science and uh, and spirituality because actually, uh, Doctor, you're coming from a very academic point of view. Um, I'm really agreeing with everything that you have to say here. Um, the one thing that I want to uh, want to point out, though, it, it is why in the 21st century has spirituality and and science become so incompatible what's going on with the world why are we looking at um you know one or the other it seems that religion and god is now something in superstition and if you are going to be seen as a learned person an intelligent person then you have to throw away all aspects of such a a, a dimmer age a, a more archaic age why do you think that is occurring in the 21st century you know, it's really sad that that's actually happening because I'm going to tell you, um, I am one of those people that when people find out what I do or that I'm a spiritualist, um, that I am a medium, seriously, it's like you'd think that there would be crosses burning in my yard. And um, I'm not afraid of it, but it is, it, you're right. There is this major separation. And it's, it's surprising. I can tell you this. I am, I am only one person and I'm, I'm really not that big of a deal anywhere. <laughs> so the thing is, is that it's hard for me to explain this because a lot of times people are like, Oh, that's crazy. But I can give you a scientific and a spiritual explanation for almost everything that I can see. And so there is this fine hairline of why did this happen? And for whatever reason, everyone wants to separate themselves. I think part of the problem Part of the problem that we are seeing is that religion is vilified right now because of the technologies that are coming out and because of everything that is occurring, we are now hearing stories of situations that we never would have heard before if not for the technology and people think, well, I don't want anything to do with religion. And I'm, you know what? You don't have to have anything to do with religion. You don't have to go to church every day. I don't, you don't have to throw a Bible down somebody's throat. You have to have a connection with spirit and that's it. You have to have a private connection with God and with spirit in your own way. I don't care if you call him Joe. Just to have a connection with him. Um, I high five him on days. I will go crawl up and lay in his lap on certain days. I'll tell him, man, I was so bad today. I flipped someone off or I freaked <laughs> out and I screamed or I swore. And he knows he's like, Rebecca, I know you are a sinner. <laughs> you are one of my top sinners, Rebecca. But you know what? If I were perfect in any way, who would ever want to talk to me? Because they'd be like, Rebecca, what are you talking about? You know, you, who, who are you to tell me? And that's what I try to tell people. I don't give a rat's patootie. If you are Mr. Scholar 4.0, kuma summa cum laude or whatever that is, that I'm just getting screwed up, summa cum laude. I don't care yeah. who you are educationally. If you have a relationship with spirit that helps to strengthen you to get through the next day and not take your own life, that's good enough for me. That's what I want for people is just to have that knowledge that someone is there with them that they cannot see 
that's going to stick with them when they are feeling alone, that's fine. You don't have to be a Bible knocker and you don't have to be some lab rat. Just find a happy medium between the two. If you disagree with this aspect, don't go to church. Right. If you disagree with this, then don't read a science book. I don't care. Be yourself, be happy with it and just take what you, what you feel is going to help you sleep at night. That's it. I, I think that works out, other people yep. works out beautifully. I, I I love the way that your outlook on life is. Um, and you, we have to understand, you know, as, as a student of history, uh, you know, uh, as somebody that, that, that has, you know, been educated, uh, you know, in history. Um, and I love it, history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, the thing is, though, that we have not seen this division between science and religion. Um, you know, the idea, whenever you know, calculus was was created, that this was going to be something that was going to be taught in the churches because it showed the order of the universe and the divine intelligence behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the, yeah. only recently has this come to the forefront. And to kind of make this even more topical uh, concerning the the, the COVID-19 outbreak, um, have you noticed that people are now looking to the scientists as their saviors rather than praying? I I posted a meme today on Facebook and I was kind of vilified by it um, because it was, you know, concerning the idea of vaccinations and all this stuff. And, you know, people who I thought were actually on my side were actually looking at the vaccinations as uh, the vaccinations as the saving grace, which they may indeed be, but you cannot take spirituality out of the equation either. If you're going to be looking to man as your salvation, then you're going to be looking at failure the entire way. You know, we can put out vaccinations, we can find cures, but unless there is some sort of truth behind all this stuff, it will come the way that everything else that man himself has put himself into, and that would be an eventual collapse. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that I was was going off of this is, and I've noticed, see, I was born into one religion. I'm very spiritual, so I accept a lot of other aspects of other religions because there's truth behind it. The the problem I think we have in this world why, why religion is so vilified and justly is because of the control factor. These these churches, the 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 main Vatican and all these higher institution of, of of religion, it's all about controlling. And what's been happening the last decade or two is people are coming forward about the misdeeds by these people that were supposed to be there to preach the word of God, doing God-awful things to people. Something that's great that happened out of this um, event is that the Pope has said, you don't need us to talk to God. You can talk directly, which is a big, big step by the, the church, because normally they were like, nope, you can confess to us and we'll get, you know, we're the messenger. And that's a mm-hmm. point. People are now seeing the truth out there. You're right. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go to a church to pray. You don't need to talk to a priest, um, but you can talk directly to God. And I'm with you, Rebecca, because I've cursed him out a thousand times and we have our own relationship as his, one of his messengers. And you know what? I've apologized because I've actually seen the light, but um, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure he's up there. Like, you know, someone's whispering in his ear, Brian's cursing at you again. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'll deal with him later. (laughs) No, that's, that's exactly it. You're, you're exactly correct. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, but that's about having, that's about having a personal relationship 
with a higher power. Yes. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the Old Testament, the the Old Testament prophets would rail against the Almighty. You know, they believed He was there. They believed He was in control. Their whole point of argument was, "Why aren't you doing something now?" You know, the idea of doubt never came into their mind. It, the, the reason that they were so angry was the inaction at the time in which they lived, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that we really need to get back. The idea of a personal relationship with the divine, like you said, yeah. and I agree completely, Rebecca, I don't care what name you want to call it, but the idea that there's something out there that only wants the best for you, that has yeah. created you uniquely to be mm-hmm. something in this world to matter. Look, those people yeah. that you talked about that you visit in, in, in jails and the people that I visit in my own work, these people are at a state where they feel that they are completely useless in life. And right. whenever they feel useless, that they feel helpless, and there's really nothing to go on for. Um, and again, Brian, what you said about control is absolutely pertinent at this point as well, too. Because if a society can put people in a class where they feel subjective to a higher power, and that higher power is the secular power, you have the same thing that's going on in organized religions. It's just you're praying to a different God. These people are praying to judges and hoping that they get out, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, you made a really good point, too, because to answer your question also about why there is such a huge divide— I, I think part of it is because for whatever reason, the church wants to pick and choose and uh, what you should adhere to or not. And when I say Christians, sometimes I will do it in quotes, Christians, because um, there are people who really do go out and attempt to uh, work with other individuals for, you know, for religious reasons, for spiritual reasons. But then there's people who go to church and then they convict everyone and they don't spout off anything to help the community in a religious way or in a spiritual way. And those people are who I put in quotes. They're Christians because they pray in front of yeah. everyone and they don't yes. actually live the situation. Um, exactly. Yep. And I, I will, I just want to say this. One of my biggest things, like I said, is, um, my purpose and everything is to really help my, I want to help people. I want to save people. That's what I want to do is pass on what I know of God and spirit. And that's just what I call him. And I can tell you that I have read for Muslims. I have read for, um, Hindus. I have read for Buddhists and it is all the same voice. There is no difference in voice. I don't Mm -hmm. care what language the person speaks, what religion they practice. It is a, it's a loving message. And that is what is so amazing because as a human, you have personal biases, you have personal perspectives and opinions. But when I see people and things from God's perspective, it's flipping amazing because it's all even keel removed. There's no differences. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter where you've lived. It doesn't matter your income. It doesn't matter if you've been to jail, if you've killed, if you've done... There is this amazing equal love all the way across. And I want to point this out because this is one of my biggest things is for people who are gay and lesbian. It's because I have read for people who are gay and lesbian for 34 years and never, 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 never once has God said, I don't love that child. Never once. Never yep. once. And, oh, that's, and, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. 
What, what's what's yeah. interesting here is, and and I've said it to people because uh, as you become more spiritual, as you become more, we we be calling raising your vibration, you know, open yeah. and more receptive. Um, I I do certain things that um, I still always question, but they they are gifts. Um, and I know I know that when you get oh you are that, gifted you are. Yes. No, I know I am. <laughs> I've been using it. I still second guess myself, but I got about a 98% accuracy rate. But the, the, the problem is w- trying to explain to somebody who's a Muslim, who's a, a Buddhist, who's a Christian, who's a Jewish, who's whatever. I'm like, you're going to be surprised when you get there because it's, yeah. it's, the, sa- it's the same energy source. Yeah. Okay. It you, is. Can, you can call them whatever they want. But yep. you're going to get there. God is universal. God is is seen. The spirit, God. I'm going to say God, if you don't mind. God, the yep. Lord God is is shining down upon you in multiple, like a rainbow. And you've yep. got, you know, you may like the blue side. Ron's on the red side. I'm in the green, you know. And and the whole thing is, but when you get there, it's that one point of light. And it's, it and, is. And what's really interesting is I've been up. And in um, some of my, I guess I, I call it remote viewing, although my remote viewing people say, yeah, it's remote viewing. Our psychic for our group says it's no, you do what I do. You're psychic. And then a psychic that I interviewed who's fantastic. <laughs> she's out of Canada. She's great. Katie's like, you know, she says um, you need to do more readings and stuff, which I kind of like, OK, I will figure it out. But I know that that I've been to certain places um, and it's it's golden light. It's. It's an amazing yes. feeling. You don't want to come yeah. back to where you are because that's it's everything. All this crap is gone. It's just freedom and, and energy and love. And I'm telling you, just find that spot. Find it. You can find it in music. You can find your spirit by listening to music. Um, this mm-hmm. makes you feel good. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm hearing you, Ron. I just don't like the organized end of it at all. Although, if you look at... All the great enlightened people in the world, I don't care if you're looking at Buddha or if you're looking at Muhammad or or you're looking at Jesus, you know, the idea that people have written the the, the books of the Bible, you know, whether you believe they're inspirationally written or or whatever the case may be, it comes down that there's a human factor in all this kind of stuff. Do I believe, yeah, do I believe that God had said to somebody that, you know, in order to love me, you have to slaughter a cow. I find that very hard to believe from an intellectual level. You know what right. I mean? That was a money-making thing for the priest at the time. At the time of Jesus in Jerusalem, the main source of income was uh, priestly sacrifices. That was the number one source. It was a money-making yes. thing. Yeah. And and so some of these great leaders come to back to earth, and they say, you know what? I'm going to try to teach you what God has really the intention behind it. And they usually kill these people. You know, that's usually what happened because yeah. people find it very difficult to understand whenever there's divine revelation that it, it it's really up to like them to change. Like the idea of a scapegoat, like we're always looking for a scapegoat. We want to be able to. Yeah. To sacrifice yeah. something, get this off. But yeah, so I, th- that's the other point that I wanted to make. Look, whenever I talk, and I've talked to people that said that they've been to the other side as well, too. But we also have to understand, for some reason, this world in which we live in is also very important to us as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, it, it, you it, um, it is. Yes, I was just no. going to say. Um, sure. <laughs> 
Do you want me to talk? Do you want, I can wait. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. Yes, go ahead. I, I didn't want to interrupt. Go. No, I was... Okay, I was simply just going to say, people will come to me with that, and they will say, how can you be a medium and be a part of, okay, with God, with the Bible? And I will tell them that in the Bible, there are many different... And I got into an argument with a woman who waited for me in her car to come out with my grocery cart. And my response was simply, if you look in the Bible, it will tell you that it is much better to accept the gift, spiritual gift of being able to see and prophecy than tongues, because only believers can understand the tongues. It reaches the non-believers and accept spiritual gifts. And it goes on and on and on about how in the Bible, um, you should accept these uh, abilities to see and to profit and prophecy and how everybody was going to do it. Well, then one of the other things that you brought up, Ron, um, was simply about how God, um, and I, I, I just, I'm, I've, I wrote it down and now I'm just like kind of stumbling over my words, but, um, part of it is that people, when it comes to the church and when it comes to, they, they do not accept the fact that people are, um, well, I will tell you this. Let me correct that. My church that is across the street that I will go to when I feel like it, they know exactly what I do. They know they've written, they've read my books. They know what I do. Um, they're, they're accepting of me, put it that way. However, when it comes to, um, spirit and uh, to God, it's, there's, there's really, there's nothing that says that we shouldn't do this. And people will say to me, well, Rebecca, how can you justify this? It's not in the Bible that you should be able to prophecy or see things or be have visions. And it's because that people do not understand that the books of John and Matthew and all of them were written hundreds of years after Jesus Christ they were mm -hmm. written, and I will say, you have to understand, this is man-written according to the politics and agendas of the time. And that there were books, important books of Mary and Thomas that were removed that spoke of other different unearthly kind of origins as well. And yes. all of it was <laughs> removed. All of it was you removed know, yeah. to fit an agenda. To fit the control agenda. See, if you tell people that they are empowered, then it takes the power away from the individual that wants to control you. And yes. you, you, I mean, like, even though they've just found out, like, some of the some of the Dead Sea Scrolls are fake, they're finding these books in there, and the the Gospel of Mary is supposed to be incredible. Um, yes. and what they and I'm going to preface this: what they will let out. Because the church still has a major footing, uh, foothold in society. But then you go back into the to like the the Old Testament, the original, and it's there. I have a conversation with one of my friends who's you know he's been praying a lot lately um, because of all this is going on and 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 I he you know I explained to him what I do and he's 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 a little bit off put off by it because according to what he's re he's reading, um, you're not supposed to be doing that. And no the the. The spirit says, don't uh, pay heed to, to false prophets. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a prophet. I'm, a, I'm just a, I have a gift. I've always known my, my Hebrew name was Eliyahu. It's God's messenger. That's what it stands for. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've always 
for some reason, when they gave it to me and they, they announced it to me or whatever, I was like, it, it rang true immediately. Just like when things are going, you know, that third eye, the sixth sense, your stomach, everything just rang true. I'm not here to convince you. I'm going to, I'm going to tell them. And I used to tell them all the time. I'm like, there are people, there are priests that were there that are specifically to interpret what God is saying back down to the, the group. Okay. Right. God used them mm-hmm. as a conduit. And then there are other subs of that. And, you know, and then I think what happened is as power was needed, it got out of whack and we can't have these people talking to God. Just like the Catholic Church could not have anybody confessing to God, they have to confess to the priest who control the narrative, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I'm I'm all about that. And I'm really surprised that your church um, has accepted what you do um, because of the relationships. Yeah, no, they found out what I do, and um, they... They don't convict me for it. Um, the church members have been to galleries that I do. They're very open-minded. Um, they appreciate that what I do is passing on those messages that I get from God and from spirit guides, from people who've passed over. They, they, they do not convict me. And actually I had a church in Iowa that was the same way. I told them, you know, this is what I do and this is what I'm seeing and helped a woman that was ill. And, um, so I don't go out, but people ask me, what do you do, Rebecca? What's, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I teach, I'm a professor for the universities, uh, several, you know, I, I do not, I do not tell people what I do. What I do on the mediumship end, I tell them I'm, you know, what I do on the educational end. But, uh, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a white lie. (laughs) I I am a professor. I do teach, but I do not tell people what I do. Right, but it's a fine line, right? It's a, it, it, and you, we're, there's a lot of us that have to walk this. You know, besides the fact that Ron and I and and numerous other people do investigate the paranormal, which is just like people just like think, you know tinfoil hats but in my professional <laughs> you know you know in my professional game i have to be very uh, very careful i'm not very forward with what i do uh, because yeah. there is a lot of connotation to it and i, I don't want to deal with all the you know i don't want to get into fight with with people over stupid things because they're just not opened and aware of what's really going right. on in the universe right, right. Exactly. and then That's and then i get my wife looking at me like look don't talk about ufos don't talk about aliens don't talk i'm like i'm not gonna talk about <laughs> it but if they start talking about it i'm getting in okay i'm getting um, in on the conversation right so, so you know like and and what's really fun is when people come to me and and uh, th- my wife had a situation where one of her friends the, the person took ill and they were going through trying to figure it out and i said she has ms and as as nothing because i knew what she had it just came to me boom it, it as quickly as i said it is as fast as it came it wasn't mm-hmm. like i made it up and mm-hmm. a couple weeks goes how'd you know that what, what, tell, what kind of guru magic trick do you pull and and mm-hmm. i can't explain to her that uh, i i can do these things you know yeah yeah so i'm like uh Whatever. <laughs> right. Like, oh, look, the Simpsons are on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Changes the flex. No, it is. You're right. You you guys have so many, so many um, controversial and interesting topics. It, you could go on for hours about this because I yeah. know it interests people and I know people have questions about it. And um, yeah, all I know, all I know is that there is something else out there. It's spirit. 
Um, it is in all of us and we are a collective energy and what we put out every day is felt in a vibration and you can believe that or not, because believe me, there are people out there that are so earthbound. They have absolutely no recollection, no idea that anyone else is even around them. So there is that too. But for those of us that are awakening and sensitive to the people around us, there is a level of compassion that causes us to transfer that energy and be it scientific or spiritual. I don't care. We feel it. And, and that's what people need to understand is you're not crazy. You are feeling the vibration of the people around you and just helping people to understand that is a major part of why I do what I do just to help people to stay here, to not lose that control, to not buy into everything that they read and hear and to really focus on them themselves, how they feel, what's going on around them to just save people. You know, um, something I've noticed, I'm going to, I'm going to, something I've noticed recently, I was talking to a couple other people that have gifts and I said, I I haven't been able to like the last two weeks when I I knew something big was coming. I felt that it's the, it's something, anytime something bad happens or it's going to happen to me or whatever, it just comes. And there was nothing Mm -hmm. in play that should have done that whatsoever. So I I couldn't put my finger on what was happening, although I did have some pretty interesting and I call them dreams. But that's the best time when everybody can actually really get in touch with that, that higher power, that realm and use your your energies the right way. So I had some really strange dreams about uh, coming back to my building and not being able to get in and and some weird things like something happened to the city. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a vision of this decades ago. I looked like the whole city was nuked. But besides that, which is kind of like what it is now, everybody's in shelters. It's it's a ghost town. Um, have you had uh, problems as of late using your gifts um, in relationship to what's taking place now? That's one. And the second part is, let's get into if it's all right with Ron and you. What do you are you getting any impressions of uh, duration? Uh, what else is coming? If there is anything coming or, and, and that's if you're allowed to speak about it. Oh yeah, no, I, that's perfect. So to answer your first question, um, every private reading that I've done, everything personal that I do on the side that is not public, I have had to take an extra minute or two to break through, let's say a crust that is a general crust of everything that everyone is going through as far as quarantining and essential workers and having to find fear and food and everything that is likable to everyone. I break through that in order to get to the person themselves. And the first couple of weeks of this all happening, the first week of it, let's say it was really horrible because I was breaking through massive anxiety and I was like having trouble breathing. And, um, Now it's curtailed and now I know, okay, people are kind of humming along. I have about an inch or two of energy to get through that's general to find that person. So there's that. Um, But on the other end, I can tell you this, when before any of this really broke out, there was something that came from China and I saw the video and I went, oh no, China's depopulizing and it's going to hit us. And so I went and meditated and my message that I received was Rebecca, this will last with a seven. 
um, two weeks. So I thought, okay, just around Easter, they said that it is a Passover. Stay in your home. Do not mind the screams from the street. Okay. It was extreme, but what they were saying was do not do anything. You don't have to do outside of the home. They told me that there was a massive cleansing of the planet and that evil, bad people were being removed. They told me that it was not as extreme as it was led to believe, but it had to be in order to keep people in their homes. They said that it was going to kill people. They said that um, it would decline just as quick as it started, just as quickly as it started. Then I did a reading for a woman about a week later, and her grandfather came through and told her the same thing. He said, this is not as big as it appears. It will be over with a seven. And she went, okay. And I went, wait. I had a thing with two weeks. This is seven. Boom, boom, boom. So we were talking about that coming together. He also said that um, it was being blown out of proportion from a heavenly perspective. And I took comfort in that, hearing that from him, because I thought, okay, so we're dealing with a really dangerous flu. You can't breathe. Um, and we have to stay in. We have to stay within our home and and keep our hands washed. Um, I was told to treat it like you were in a room with people with influenza A. Holy cow. That right there would be my worst nightmare. Um, So that's how we have been treating it. And there's a whole bunch of conspiracy theories out there. I'm sure there is some merit to some of it. It's just how they're put together. I'm not sure if they're actually truthful. Um, I was also told that with that Passover I even, you know what? I even put, because I was told that, and I am not Jewish. I do not ascribe to Judaism. I am a Christian. Um, uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a Christ like freak. Okay. Jesus freak. Right. But I did put a red blanket across my front door to mark the door with blood because they said, mark your door. And I was like, okay, (laughs) Jesus, I'm going to mark my door. (laughs) And I like, Put that fucker up there. <laughs> let, let me tell. So I was born into Judaism, but I am I'm an ordained minister, and okay. um, I subscribe. I, I have no problem with Jesus. If he comes back, I'm good, and a lot mm-hmm. of others. Okay, so I, I take in all this stuff because it's so why you have yes. to take on all of it to actually get the, yes. the spiritual side of it. So here's I just want to I want to follow up with something that's very important. So I once it happened, I said it's every. I was ne- I wasn't nervous. I wasn't upset. I wasn't scared. I mean, a little bit on edge because I have two kids, and you know, you got to keep them. So I know there's a virus going on. Okay, great. I, I knew it was a class two virus that they're now- that they're treating like a class four, which didn't make sense. So I said, there's something else going on, but I can't get to what that is. It, I, I was trying and trying and trying, couldn't get to it. But one thing I'm telling, I told everybody from the beginning. I said, this July fourth. My birthday, mind you, America's birthday, is going to be fantastic. Oh, we're going to I, celebrate! But but this is where the seven comes in, I think, because I know July is the month. July is the month where it's all going to be like, wow, that was really messed up. Uh, thank God we're back, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a totally different type of, of feel out there, um, which would fall in line with the seven too. 
right. that it she heard. Right, it falls in lines with the seven because, and it's very interesting, you know, you like I like how God works uh, because it's like it's it's like ah I like I like I like the whole connection there between Passover where where we're, we're doing the plagues which yes. is basically what taking place locusts were flying there are rivers of yes. blood right now I mean the river, rivers and lakes are turning red okay yes. very strange okay it's very quiet the planet is healing big time you can see things from they had a great photo from. Lake Michigan, they saw crystal clear blue water, a, a, a wreck down there uh, from yeah. space. And then on top of that, it ends technically, and the rebirth starts yes. at the end of Easter. I mean, you're right. You exactly. couldn't oh, plan you're, you're a better, right. like, this is the best movie ever. You know, this yes. is what it is. So uh, beautiful. You are 100%. Yep. I had my girlfriend tell me, I'm like, yep. girl. We are doing Passover in our house. What do I have to eat for dinner? <laughs> I, need to I, I told everybody, I think I, I, Ron, I think I even told you, I said, look, uh, uh, for the next couple of nights, you know, you're going to make a stew or something like that. Just rub some blood over your door. And I know yeah, Ron's yes. Roman Catholic. And I said, just do it. And yep. people think you're crazy, but it's like, no. you know what? Um, be well, you trust think me. I'm not. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Right. But, but what, I, what I find fascinating is because I believe firmly that humanity has stepped out of the synchronicity of creation, you know, years ago, um, we have disrupted this planet um, more than any other species has ever disrupted this planet. Uh, it's interesting as we're cowering inside of our houses, that nature is not only going on, but it's getting so much better. You can see the skyline of Los Angeles again. You know, things are healing out there because we have stepped out of it. We are that variable, and we have to understand that in order for this, for order us for us to heal, we need to step back into that vibration again and get in tune rather than out of sync. Yes, exactly. You know, it's so interesting that you say that. You just made me something click because I have had, I have a friend of mine who is Mohawk Indian and we have connected a great deal over the last year. And in the, in the weeks building up to this whole thing, I was having a lot of communicative uh, dreams and surrounded in blue lights and um, he was experiencing it and we were connecting in our dreams, the two of us, unbeknownst to us at the time, because we were asleep and the energies were just amazing uh, as far as like what's coming up, what's coming, go to this, it, like talk, telling, like, go to the cave, listen to these. I mean, I know I'm talking out of like out of context, but it was all these things that we're saying how the earth and the world are it was just amazing and what you just said made that click in my brain like oh my gosh yes uh yeah. spirit is really like just like humans sit back and shut up for just five minutes or i'm turning this car around <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's absolutely the case yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> this is a true story um brian and i've been doing this now for a couple of years and i will have to tell you that ever since you first started to talk i've had uh goosebumps i i, I so want to have you back on this uh, program again not only that but i'm glad we're also not on video because you've actually had me tear up a couple of times your outlook in life 
and I'm not talking about it from a paranormal point of view or anything like that. I'm talking just as your profession. Your outlook in life is something that is so startling and unique. I wish there was more people out there like you. But we would love to have you back on the show. I mean, we're not done yet, but I mean, as as we start, um, you know, trying to wind everything down, and we definitely want to get out you know, your website and how people can get in contact with you and everything. But I just want right. to tell you, I mean, and I'm sure Brian agrees with you as well, too, or with me as well, too. We would want to thank you because you are an unbelievably special person, and thank you for gracing uh, us with your presence tonight. Oh, oh, thank you for having me. Are you kidding? I'm having so much fun. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been holed up with yep. my family for three weeks. So. <laughs> I was kind of losing my mind, and to be able to have this kind of conversation, yep. I feel a little more alive tonight. <laughs> well, I, I, I think a lot of people listening to this want to get in touch with you. Amen. We want to let them. My time crazy the very- laugh just ain't no. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people listening to this are going to want to get in touch with you, my dear. So, um, what is some of the best ways? Now, we do have to yes. add. Brian brought this up at the very beginning. We're all part of the Corridor Thirteen family. We're all yes. in there together. So, if anybody wants to get in touch with you or I or Brian, or if you want us to have us as speakers, either together or separately. You can contact the fine folks over there at Corridor 13, correct? Yes, absolutely. For any big events like that, any kind of speaking events, anything like that, get a hold of um, Corridor 13 Talent Management, and um, you can get a hold of them for Ron, Brian, and myself. Um, and and, and I'll a tell lot you of what, others, too, by the way. A lot of others, yeah. too, that are, I mean, there it's a fantastic are so many- group. <laughs> amazing talents on that absolutely amazing different perspectives and and different um claims to fame and different uh backgrounds educationally so there's so many different experiential personalities on that page as far as um as far as I go, I'm just going to put it out there with this whole COVID thing and having to homeschool four of my children. I have really backed off any private readings because I don't have time. And so uh, everything has left has been left to public. You had mentioned it earlier. People can contact me through my website, godstool.com. Really, truly, what I've been doing as much as I can are a lot of free galleries on YouTube and Facebook. And... Um, all the links to that are on God's tool. So you can go there and just click the different links that are at the very bottom of the page. But I just get on and do as many free things as I can, because again, people don't have the money right now to be spending on private readings. And I'd rather read is I'd rather read 25 people in two hours than four. So that's, that's how I'm doing that. And that's, that's one of the wonderful things that, you know, if you, if you go to, go to the website and you'll read about uh, the doctor over here and it's not about the money. It's about really no, helping. No, it's really not. I, I, I'm know, not going to get rich doing readings. Believe me. <laughs> right. You know. You know. It's really fun. It's so. So one of the psychics that I interviewed, uh, who's fantastic, who's on Paranormal Witness or Survivor, Katie Turner. She's off the. I mean, off the charts. Amazing. Really sweet. Mm-hmm. She was the one that told me that you know because I told her what I do, and she goes, "Oh, you're doing this and doing this," and then she said, "Well, you really should do that." And I kind of feel a little bit. I don't want to be like a Miss Cleo, you know, <laughs> you know, I, because oh, I, oh, come on now, you don't oh, want to die at the night, Monday, no, no. No. you know, and because the problem is I second guess myself. Um, and well, I think that's a real check for, for me, but yeah. I, I did have someone 
who told a friend and they, they said, would you do it? And I said, okay. Um, and my first one, and, and, and it went very, very well. I didn't charge. He's like, I got to pay you. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're brothers. It's, it's a different, no, I'm not, yeah. you know, don't worry about it. But I also preface and I tell people this, and I don't know if it works for you this way. So when I tell you something at that moment, it's, it's, it's at that moment, your future is fluid. And yeah. don't, don't just sit back and say, Oh, if I sit in my car, I'm going to meet the, the person in my dreams or, or whatever I told you was going to happen. I don't, I don't do the, I don't do parlor tricks. Okay. Right. Um, and it really bugs me because uh, I do investigations. And when I can't get an investigation, sometimes my buddy will, will text me like they want to know what color you're thinking of. And I said, well, tell them I'm, I'm thinking of two words. And they're not happy birthday because I don't play parlor tricks, but I get it, which surprised me yep. sometimes. Um, but I love the fact that you're there to help. So just, you know, ch- go there, sign up. You know, listen to your readings. I've, I've been I've been watching a couple of your your, your readings. I'm going to go watch some more of them because even though that there are people that can do these things, I think in general the way spirit works is everybody has this a gift and ability, and you need yes, to be able do. to figure out to tap into it. And trust me, yes. if you do, your life's going to be a better place. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. If everybody realized that we are all spirit, we all have on this physical costume that we zip up and zip on. If everybody would just realize that they all have the same connection to spirit, they just have to tap into it and trust it and and listen to it. And the guides are so amazing because at first they'll throw you a penny and a feather and a dime at the right precise moment. And then they'll throw you a few numbers and a couple songs. And then you'll start talking to your guides and then they'll ask, you'll ask them a question and then they'll throw you a magazine or in a billboard and a commercial on something and say, here's your answer to that. And the more you pay attention, the more you listen to your guides, the more they will give you. And people don't realize that they just think that they have to go through the world and they can't figure out why everything isn't happening the way they want it to happen. And what I've learned, you do not ask why there's no reason to ask why. Yeah. Why? Why ask? You just don't ask it. Everything happens for a reason. I don't look up and go, why did you do that? I'm like, okay, I get you are teaching me something. I have to look at what has occurred, good or bad, and figure out why you would teach me this lesson. I do not ask why anymore because I trust so much. My guides are some of the funniest freaking angels in the world. I'm going to give you this story. This is funny as hell. One morning I was losing my mind. Okay. I have five kids. I was losing my freaking mind. It was, it wasn't even eight o'clock in the morning yet. And I was like, you guys are not ready for school. You're all going to be late. I'm losing my mind. I'm too tired. I was, it was a bad day. I said, no television. You guys are not paying any attention. You got to get your stuff done. No television this morning before school. I'll turn on the radio. (laughs) So my psycho, psycho, psycho butt walks over and I turn on the radio and you know what my guides played on the radio that morning? The first song I push play, I turn my radio on and it says, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me lose. I'm like, you guys are making fun of me. You're making fun of me. I stood there like yelling at my guides. And then I was like, fine, I will stop being, I will stop being mean. I will stop being loud. And I just looked at him and rolled my eyes like, you guys are not funny, but that's the way our guides are. They're, they are interactive, and if you listen to them, 
they scolded me like that. They were like, Rebecca, calm the frick down, man. It's not even 8 a.m. and you're screaming at your kids. <laughs> Seriously. Have some coffee, you for know? Christ's sake. Yeah, right. No. I mean, I, I'm That's thoroughly it. convinced my guys drink. My, my guys are all drunk. Um, because I've, I've asked, I've asked them like, like you see, they're all, I, I, I always say this like to, to any psychic I meet that I've, I, and I bet everybody that, that has these abilities, like, yeah, can you, uh, they like, what question do you have? I'm like, why do my spirit guides drink? <laughs> um, and, you know, well, and, and mostly it's probably, you know, I haven't learned the lesson. Like, well, if I had to watch you, I'd be drinking now too. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I've I've yet to um, that I'm aware of. I think I've actually met a, a guide at one point uh, when I was having a bad day outside. It was very strange, weird. But I've yet to talk to them, or yeah, in my or, or or get any kind of interactions. And I'm like, okay, just oh, crack into the bottle. I'll go to bed now. Um, <laughs> but it's funny that, that you say that because you know, uh, even angels have a sense of humor. They have a they really do. good sense of humor. They're I mean, hilarious. Yeah, because they get it from their father, which is God. So, um, you know. They're and funny. It's like, They're helpful. Uh, yeah. They're amazing. And, you know, when you've got a connection with them, there's nothing like that because you are never alone. It's like having your best dog right next to you all the time to listen to you cry into their ear and they're listening. And it's, it's amazing. It, I would not be here for not, if not for my guides and for God, I wouldn't be here. There's too many times I thought, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. And yep. so yep. there's a lot of people out there that just need to listen to their God. Yeah. I, a couple of times this year, I have actually said, I, I made a post. I put my post up and said, I want my wings back. You know, right. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't remember recalling putting this in the, the agreement of coming down here. Uh, so give me my damn wings back. Um, That's and, funny and, that you say that. Yeah, because you know, and it's funny when you said the, the dog thing. So we, my first child was a a, a sixty eight pound uh, bull terrier, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I, and I I still yelled at God for a long time on this. Like, why'd you take him from yeah. me so soon? He you know he died of kidney failure, but. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's not dead. Um, he has come no. back. He is a guardian angel for this entire family. Yeah, we, we, we have physical proof of him being here. Physical yeah. proof. And um, it freaked my daughter out at one point. But you know, what? It, it's really interesting how certain individuals have come into your life in, the, in your lifetime. And yes, I think that the fact that we're talking and um Ron's on and, and we're all connected to this is there's a reason for it. And, and, and it's destiny. It's it, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I agree. Absolutely agree. Nothing happens coincidentally. Everything is a reason. Everything. Nothing is coincidence. Um, right. I, I, uh, I mean, Ron, I would be remiss if I didn't ask the good doctor what the lottery numbers are for this Friday's Powerball and Mega Millions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me clarify that because everybody wants to know if I'm so psychic, why can't I pick numbers? Now, when I was 14 years old, 15 years old, I used to go with my girlfriend to her with her family to the horse races, and I could sit all day and pick trifectas all day. Yep. yep. The moment I bet on them we would lose. I would even try whispering like the numbers to them and we would lose. And I knew then that I was never, never, never going to get rich with my abilities. It wasn't the purpose to be able to, <laughs> to make money. Um, 
it's just never going to happen. The amount of energy I'd have to put into getting rich and doing this would kill me. So I'm just not going to do it. And it's not worth it. Yeah, I always, everybody always gives me say, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, look, you're not going to get a dime of this. I am. I'm asking, <laughs> not you. <laughs> yeah. you know what? Well. Can I give you a really quick perspective on that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, very quickly. People who have a problem with money, people who are the type that hold money over your head, who are rich already and who don't know how to treat people, they will continue to win the lottery over and over and over again. However, if you're the type of person who says, if I win the lottery, I'm going to help everybody in my community and I'm going to pay off every hospital bill for every child in America, God's like, I don't need them to win the lottery because I already know that what they're going to do with it. I already know they have a good heart. So if you want to win the lottery, you just tell God, I'm going to hoard every single dollar. I'm not sharing it. I'm going to be nasty. I'm going to hold it over everybody's head. <laughs> that's the only way you're well, going to win the lottery. That's the problem. I can't do that, though. Um, no, me neither. That's why I'll never win the lottery. Yeah, no. And, and you know, I've, I've, I've always been lucky with it, it. And I think the luck is not actually seeing the numbers or whatever. It's just, you know, you get a good vibe. You're like, okay, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. And I, and you're right. You know, money is actually a curse. It because, is. And, and we're finding this out really right now because now everybody's on the same playing field. Yeah. 99% of the people on the playing field and 99% of the, the white collar workers are on a, the same playing field as the blue collars at this point, because there's no yeah. real work out there. So maybe I, I always said, this is, this is a blessing. We, we have an opportunity here to set people free and start fresh. Yes, absolutely. There's a, it's a whole new playing field. Yes. And what I can tell you from all of the readings that I've done is this is a reset. This is an, an actual yep. recognition of people, of businesses, of just individuals, of families, of everyone, of what is important and what is not important, what they can live with and live without, how they can manage how they can redo and reset. It is an amazing, it's just an amazing recognition, a realization of what is important in this world. And I think what we'll find is people sitting back going, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't need to experience this. What does this for? I think it's such a massive simplification and I feel like it's a, it's it's such a godsend. There are things that people are experiencing now within their families that they never saw before because they didn't have time or they were gone. And now they're being forced to see their child laugh at something stupid. They're being forced to watch their child do multiplication and addition and color the right letters into the, into the right pictures. And people are seeing little simplicities. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that as crazy as people are uh, losing their minds with the whole quarantine thing of having to be stuck in their homes, it's a major blessing. I, I've lost, yes. it's, it's, I've lost my mind. I'm going to admit it. I have lost yeah. <laughs> my mind. I, I am think Rod's lost his mind too. Okay. I have. Oh yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, what's great about this. And I, and I, I discovered this the other day because my wife said it, uh, my kids are bored. We have a, we have a very large, we was a one bedroom apartment. It's now a two bedroom apartment. Um, not large enough for three women and one guy. Uh, I feel like custard, but the, <laughs> the whole thing here is they've used their, you know, uh, we had to get my oldest who's in junior high school, middle school, 
a phone a year ago. It's it's surgically attached to her at this point. Ron knows what this is like. You probably have the same thing, right? It's melted so, into so, her face. Put the phone down, put the phone down, put the phone down, right? Because I grew up without the phone. I use my imagination. They've yeah. used it, they've used it so much these days, they hate it. They don't want to pick yeah. it up anymore. And thank no, the Lord good. for that alone. Yes. <laughs> you are so right. Yes. Well, you are so right. I I I um I don't think my, you know, the, I don't know if my family, I don't know if maybe I won't tell my son to listen to this. <laughs> he, um, well, you know what? It, it, yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say, what you were what you were saying along that line. He always wanted to go into the service and he decided that you know what, no, my you know, I'm gonna stay with my girlfriend and I'm not gonna go into the service. And I thought, okay, you figure out your own way. I'm gonna tell you what, in the last two days, he has seen about ten different things thrown at him about the service. And I think because he's had no other outlet other than girlfriend and work. That he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to take my hint from my guides and go with the service. And it's huge. It, but that's, you know, that's where, the, you know, sometimes you can't fight where you're supposed to be. You know, no, spirit God is just like, okay, you're going to make it a little bit more difficult for me, but well, we're going to wheel you back into the spot where you're supposed to be. Yes. And, it's, and it's funny. This is where, like, if you don't see your guides or talk to your guides, this is how they get you back into that spot. You are correct. You know, and, uh, and, and I can't, you know, this has been a fantastic show. I mean, I really do appreciate you coming on and being on and coming. You have the key to the goblin universe. Um, we do leave the fridge stocked so you can have whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, we leave right on for you. Yes, gatekeeper. Yes. So, I think it's been fantastic. I, I can't thank you enough, enough for being on. So I, I don't know, Ron, you, you take the lead at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, she already knows that she's one of she's one of my favorite people in the world. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to having her on again. Um, we will we'll wait till the dust clears a little bit, and we'll have something else to talk about, much happier things. But I think that this was a very uplifting um, uh, presentation. I think that this was great, and we're going to go through this great awakening together, and we're going to come out the other side much better people. Yes, I I, I completely concur with both of you. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and, and, and like I said, we'll have you on very, very soon. But I guess that's our, we kind of went over our hour, didn't we, Brian? <laughs> well, you, you know, <laughs> here's the fun part, right? So, so we're not on any like particular network, although we're been, we, we've been picked up by a couple of radio stations now recently. Thank you, Lord. Um, you know, but what we, you know, we don't, we try to do at least an hour, but if we go over, we go over, Hey, that's how we roll. Okay. We're not going to stop because, you know, it's an hour and, and there's a commercial. We want you to listen to it. So that's why we, yeah. that's why we do what we do. I mean, it's important. Absolutely. Messages are important. There's no time frame in them. Yep. You know, because this is a Wednesday and it's almost 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, <laughs> I have to go watch myself on the Travel Channel on True Terror with Robert England. Yes. <laughs> and and thankfully, thankfully, in the next month, uh, you know, uh, the problem with me is my program is coming on with, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, with with uh, um, Mr. Simon there and, and hopefully uh, into the unknown. And. By that time, people are not even going to watch it. This is going to be going out playing baseball. So, but either way, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I, I can't. I can't thank you again for the night. I think this is it. 
Let, let Ron get back to his programming. <laughs> That's right. No, no. Hey, guys, I, I will have Ron very, very soon. Um, I've got um, kids just running up and down the hallways, so I'm going to have to uh, put an end to that rodeo. But they were pretty good. <laughs> <hour and a half. laughs> yes. <laughs> Ron so, has his own Brady Bunch. That's right. So I will sign off then to all of our little goblins out there that are listening. Thanks for going down the rabbit hole with us one more time on Inside the Goblin Universe. I'm signing off. I'm Ronald Murphy. I am Brian Bowden. And we'll see you next time, folks. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio. If you're looking for a beautiful piece of stoneware pottery, check out Nodakian Studios at Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Nodakian Studio. And also check her out on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Nodakian Studios, where you can see updates as well as giveaways when they come available. Go check it out. There are spirits everywhere watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin Universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson.